Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. So we're talking about fellowshipping with the healer. Fellowshipping with the healer. How many know that God is a healer? Amen. 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 And so we have dedicated the first of each month. You may take your seats. <laughs> you can, you, we have dedicated the first of each month. I should say the first, but the first Sunday of each month to healing, uh, to teaching about healing. You may wonder why are we uh, putting such a big emphasis on healing? Um, well, as you read the Bible, you see that the Bible puts a great emphasis on healing. Throughout the whole entire Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, you'll find healing in the Bible. And so, and this, so this is part of our covenant. Everybody say healing, healing. is part of my covenant. It's part of my covenant. Okay. So Jesus' ministry was one of the um, one that brought healing not only to the soul, but also to the physical body. So we're not going to the extreme, but we're just getting our minds renewed concerning our covenant of healing. So as you read Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, you see Jesus emphasizing healing over and over and over. And then you see in the book of Acts where they picked up where Jesus left off. And so Jesus um, in, the, in the earlier church, you see Peter and John, they go into prayer service and there was a man lame begging for alms and and, um, and, 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 and and he's asking them for something. And and Peter says, silver and gold have I not, but such as I have give I thee, you know, in, in the name of Jesus, rise and walk. And so again, we see healing emphasized in the scriptures over and over and again. Again, first Corinthians chapter 11 talks about how, why there are many people sick. Um, many of God's people sick is because they don't rightly discern the Lord's body. And he even talked about premature death. How many know you can die prematurely? And uh, that means that you're not living out the fullness of your days. Um, in the Old Testament, it, it, it mentioned 70, but then we see in Genesis, it says the days of man that God's spirit will not always strive in man, but his days on the earth will be 120. And so it really is God's design for us to live to be 120. Uh, but I love what Psalm 91, 16 says. He says, with long life, I will satisfy you. So when you are satisfied, you can go home to be with the Lord. When you're satisfied. When you have lived out the fullness of your days, when you come to a place and say, you know, I think I'm just going to go ahead and go be with the Lord. Well, do we have the power to make that decision? I, I want to submit to you. We do. Let's go to Philippians and we'll go back. We'll jump into first John in a minute. Philippians. Let's go to first Philippians. I was going to say first Philippians, but Philippians chapter one. Fellowshipping with the healer. I, 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 it'll never get old to me, but I can breathe. Um, <laughs> I, I can breathe. Um, <laughs> do you know that the other day I, I tested my levels of oxygen? I tested throughout the day and it was at 99. <laughs> I, I'm believing for 100. I don't think anybody has a perfect 100, but this, this young man will. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying it till I see it. Um, Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1. Um, let's just start with um, latter part of 18. It says, yes, and I will rejoice. For I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, that will turn out for my deliverance. As it is, as it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but that with full courage now as always Christ will be honored in what my body. So Christ wants to be honored in our bodies. Now, yes, that is dealing with our sexual conduct. Um, that's also dealing with how we take care of our body. How many know that this body is not ours? But it is the temple of the Holy Spirit. God dwells in us. And in First Corinthians chapter seven. It says that we are to glorify, we are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit. So we're to glorify God in our bodies. So in what we say, what we do, how we live in our body, but also as, as it relates to sickness and disease, God gets glory when we access the, what grace has given us for our bodies. And it says whether by life or by death, 
For to me to live is Christ. So we're not to live for ourselves. We're to live for who? For Christ. And so even as Galatians chapter two, verse 20 says, um, the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the son of God. I'm crucified. I just flipped it. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, but not I, but Christ lives in me. So Christ wants to live his life in our bodies. Amen. Holy Spirit will always conform us to the image of Jesus. He will never make you a better version of you. Sometimes some preachers, some preaching is, is as if Jesus is all about adding to your life, making you a better you and helping you to fulfill your dreams. But when Jesus saved us, he enlisted us into his army to fulfill his dreams. <laughs> now, if your dreams are his dreams, then he'll fulfill those dreams. Come on. All right. So it's not just about what you desire and your 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 um, ambitions in life, but it's really about his desires for your life. All right. So Paul says for to me to live is Christ. So that needs to be our hearts. But then he says for me to die is gain. Never feel sorry for a believer who dies. We may miss them. But they're living the best life. They're living the fullness of life because they're with Christ. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So it is better to live with Christ. Paul says for for me to die is gain. So when I die, I'm gaining. But while I'm here, I'm going to live my life as unto Christ. Verse 22, for if, if I am to live in the flesh, that means for fruitful labor for me. So the longer you live on the earth, the more you're able to do things for God. <laughs> right. The more you can do more prayers, you can pray, because once you go into heaven, you, you're not your prayers are not effective from heaven to on earth. So you better start praying now. Start praying for your kids, your grandkids, <laughs> your relatives. Cover your prayer, cover your family with prayers now, because once you leave, leave this life, your prayers that you prayed on earth is effective, but your prayers from heaven is not. There's only one person whose prayers are effective. That's Jesus Christ. He ever lives to make intercession for us, but he does that through his body on earth. And so there's there's no he's not praying. Uh, the saints are not praying to God in heaven for the saints on earth. Because it's illegal. Your prayers on earth makes the difference on earth. Amen. And if it didn't, then Jesus would not have told us to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's a reason why. So when we pray, John Wesley says this, we are partner with God. And he actually said, make this quote, and a lot of people get upset, a lot of theologians get upset about this, but I know it to be true in my own life. He says, as if, it's as if God cannot do anything on earth unless someone prays. So there's authority when we pray, when we pray, when we release the word of God through prayer, God moves. Notice that the spirit of God in Genesis chapter one, I'm talking, taking a side note, but Genesis chapter one, it talks about how the spirit of God was waiting and he was, he was one waiting for something. And when God spoke, then he moved. And so when we speak, God moves. Amen. No one gets saved just because God wants them to get saved. For it is the will of God for all to come to the knowledge of God. But what, what does God do? He uses men and women to preach the gospel so they can get saved. You don't get saved because, oh, oh I want to get saved today. No, there's something you heard that brought faith to you that you were able to act upon or release. And that's when you got born again. Amen. And that's Romans 10. And we'll, we'll talk about, but here Paul says, if I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. So there is much labor to be done. Uh, I, I don't think we have even scratched the surface surface as it relates to laboring on the earth. We need to labor because the day, um, um, night is upon us. The return of Christ is upon us. He's coming back, whether you agree with it or not, whether you want him to or not, whether you fulfilled your dreams or not, he's coming. Amen. Jesus is coming. How do you know that? Revelation says, I come quickly. <laughs> um, so that's 2000 years ago. <laughs> I, I think that we are closer to his return than they were. So we better labor now. 
because the time is short. There's coming a time that we're going to go be with the Lord and forever we'll be with him. So we have a, a small amount of time. And you think about 70 years or 120 years, that's a really small amount. Most of y'all are at least in your 20s, right? And so you, you have a small amount of time on the earth to do the will of God. Some of y'all are in there into your 30s. Do you remember that when you were just a teenager? Uh, do you remember when you were a little kid running around? Uh, and now you're grown. <laughs> Welcome to adulthood. And then next you're going to be in your 40s. <laughs> I'll, I'll forever stay in my 40s. <laughs> so it doesn't mean that because you get older, it doesn't mean I have to get older with it. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's with flesh. All right. Um, if I am to live in the flesh, verse 22, um, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet which I choose, I cannot tell. And in verse 23, I am hard pressed between the two. So here Paul is in a dilemma. My desire is to, de to de depart and to be with Christ. How many know that's a good desire? He, he desires to be with Christ. And I believe every believer desires to be with Christ. No matter how good your life is now, <laughs> you want to be with Christ. That, that is the ultimate goal of every believer. And then I love what Paul says, that for that is far better. Everybody say far better. So don't ever cry. If you hear of me passing, do not cry at my funeral. Rejoice. Be happy. Oh, that boy, I'm jealous. I'm, I'm, I'm chilling with Jesus. Don't be like, oh, man, let this be dead. No. Like, yo, he's where I'm trying to get to. Amen. Amen. Don't be like, oh, no, just be so. It, you know, sometimes people cry because they think that that person is in some kind of torture or torment. But he, they're in a better place. If they did not receive their healing, they're in a better place. <laughs> Amen. All right. Which part? Okay. Verse 24. But to remain in the flesh is what? More necessary on your account. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith. Um, so that in me, you may have ample calls to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. So here Paul was like, I have a desire to be with Christ, which is far better. But if I stay, I can, it's for your benefit. It's for your progress in the faith. And then he turns around and he says, but I choose to stay. So I'm saying to you, you have a choice to stay. You can stay and fight or you can depart and go. I don't know about you, but I choose to stay. Live out the fullness of your days, but live it in health, live it in prosperity, live it in joy, live it in peace, live it with the wisdom of God. Live, stay, choose to stay and fight. Amen. Go back to first John. <laughs> That's my pre to my intro, <laughs> the pre intro. You know, um, last night was um, um, the gospel celebration of the Super Bowl. How many of y'all saw that? The, the gospel celebration of the Super Bowl. And people are upset because Snoop Dogg made a, some gospel CD. Listen, I'm just happy. God is getting a hold of that man. I know I, I met his aunt. I talked with his aunt. His aunt has been ministering to him for years. And, and, and she every opportunity, she's an evangelist out in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And every opportunity, she witnesses Jesus to him. And so don't don't despise what God is doing when he's dealing with people. All right. All right. People are upset because I was like, he's doing big things. Or what do you mean? You know, they're trying to debate with me. But I thank God for God is using gospel music to draw people to himself. Amen. All right. That's my little soap thing. All right. So Jesus is the healer. Amen. Everything about God is revealing what he does. Uh, my wife, First Lady Courtney, always says, uh, not always, but she says often that um, God is what he does. You know, he, he, you know, people say, I worship you for who you are and not what you do. Uh, uh, well, that's not totally scriptural because we are to praise him for his mighty acts. Uh, that sounds good. That sounds religious, but it's not like God is like, you know, I just want you to worship for who I am and not what I do. No, praise me for my mighty acts. Praise me. That, that is a revelation. When I do something is a revelation of who I am. <laughs> so let's rejoice if he's a provider. Thank you for being a provider. If he's a, if, if, he's, if he's a lawyer. <laughs> I thank you for being um, the best lawyer. Yes. Amen. If he's a protector, I want to thank you for protecting me. Yes. 
And it's just over and over where Amonish through the book of Psalms, uh, the three books of Psalms, we see again and again how God, um, um, uh, how David and the writers of Psalms, are they're, they're rejoicing of what he has done. So don't get caught up. I'm just going to worship him for who he is. I'm, I'm seeking your face and not your hand. And he says, my hand and my face are one. <laughs> and you can't separate the two. Um, when you worship me oh, for your healing, you worship me as the healer. Come on. You worship me over the fact that you have needs. I'm the one that provides. I am that I am. Don't separate me from what I do. I am the provider. I am the healer. I Praise me over the resurrection because I am the resurrection and life. Come on. Glory to God. Y'all got me preaching. I'm trying to teach. <laughs> Fellowshipping with the healer. Um, he heals people. How many know that God is a healer? I can breathe. I can breathe. I'm delivered from asthma. Glory to God. I'm delivered from sinus infection and inflammation. Come on. Christ has redeemed us. Amen. It is his delight to heal our bodies. Every first Sunday, we'll preach along these lines until the Lord says otherwise. Um, healing is our bread as his children. We need his healing power. Drugs can only do so much. They, 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 they address the symptoms. But Jesus, the healer, goes for the root. Amen. People are sick and need to know Jesus as their healer. Now, this diabolical flu is getting a lot of people in fear. Um, Christ has redeemed us from the flu. Come on, say that with me. Christ has redeemed me. From the flu. <laughs> All right. Don't be afraid of the flu. Okay. Uh, don't don't say. Well, it's flu season. I I think I'm catching the flu. Don't catch it. Catch the healing. Come on. Reject the flu. It, it will not come nigh us. Uh, the Bible says in someone, a thousand fall in my right hand, ten thousand in my life, and it'll not come near me. No plague will come near. Come on. You got to declare that over your house. Christ has redeemed us from the flu. Um, then the scripture says in Romans chapter eight, it uh, says, therefore, um, therefore, there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk after the f- after the spirit and not after the flesh. He says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. And so we have been declared free from the law of sin and death. So that includes the flu. Um, John G. Lake, who was a missionary to Africa, he actually had a tremendous healing ministry over there many, many years ago. And um, there was a, a disease that was hit in a particular village. And he went up to the mountain and he lifted up his hand and he, he spoke the word of God <laughs> over the village. And everybody in the village got healed. <laughs> and then at one point, there was, the disease was killing people all over. And, and people came in and they had their suits and they, they said, why is it that you're not dead with this 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 um, disease and he says for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death he says if you'll put get a piece uh, uh, of that um, virus and put it in my hand it'll die and so what they did is they grabbed the piece they took a piece put it under his hand and looked it under the microscope and they saw that it began to die what was the key he understood that he was set free from it my confession is that I am free. Sickness and disease cannot attach itself to my body. <laughs> For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Take some time to meditate on that. Romans 8, chapter 2, verse, chapter 8, verse 2. The flu cannot touch us. Christ has redeemed us from the flu virus. So began to the, um, my son, Destin, he, he began to get a little fever. And then he heard me say, Christ has redeemed me from the curse of asthma so many times. He says, Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the flu. <laughs> and he says, Dad, Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the asthma. And so he says that every day. And, and that, that flu began to lift up. I mean, that fever began to lift from him. Christ has redeemed us from the f- curse of the flu. Amen. All right. So let's first John chapter one, verse three. We began to talk about the walk with God last week. Uh, verse three says that which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the father and with his son, Jesus Christ. Um, growing up, as I read this over and over again, I said, wait a minute, where, where's the Holy Spirit in the midst of this? But the Holy Spirit is the one who's inspiring the one who's writing this. <laughs> 
So the fellowship, so the Holy Spirit will never put a, 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 a highlight on himself. He's always going to talk about the father and the son. The son is always going to talk about the father. So a lot of times when you don't see him mentioned, it doesn't mean that he's not there or that he's not to be part of this fellowship. It's just that he's highlighting the son and the father. Everybody understand that? I literally, I would get upset. I'm like, wait a minute, where's the Holy Spirit in this? But as we see in um, 2 um, Corinthians chapter 13, it says that we have sweet fellowship with the Holy Spirit, communion with the Holy Spirit. And so the Spirit is highlighting Jesus in the Father. It is through the Holy Spirit that we are able to have fellowship with the Father and the Son. Amen. Jump down to verse 7. But if we walk in the light as he is the light, or is, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So truly our fellowship is with the father and with the son through the spirit. So when we are fellowshipping with the triune God, we are, we are fellowshipping with the healer. Jesus wants your body to be healed, to be well. He doesn't want any sickness or disease at work in your body. You will never receive healing if you believe there's a potential of that God is trying to teach you something through sickness and disease. Some of the church believes that um, that sickness and disease is a way in which God uses to teach his people. But do you know that God does not employ the things of Satan to teach his children? What does he use? Help me out. What does God use to teach his children? His word. His His spirit teaches us, but he uses the word to teach us. So don't think that God is teaching you something when it's not consistent with the word. Nowhere in the scripture he says, I put this on you to teach you something. If you believe that, it's going to be hard for you to receive. Until you hate sickness and disease and recognize its origin that is from Satan, you'll never walk in divine health. Now understand that it is not God's will for you to be sick. So say this, it's not God's will for me to be sick. Okay, so listen, focus on the healer and he'll bring the healing into your life. Focus on the healer. And some people, what they do is they won't, the healing, but they don't want the healer. (laughs) And Jesus says, no, 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 no. You got to receive me. You got to focus on me. I use healing as advertisement of who I am. All right. So when ministering to the lost, I, I challenge you, if they're sick, pray for them and watch Jesus at work because he'll use the gifts of healings to bring them to the healer. And if you're sick today, don't focus on getting the healing, focus on the healer. Think about who he is. Take some time to magnify him for, you know, yes, he is involved in what he does. But at the same time, don't be like, I just want the healer. I just want the healer. Oh, God, I want the healer. When you lose sight of the healer, then you're not guaranteed the healing. Um, there's a, another message I'm working on co- talks about hearing and be healed. They came to hear and be healed. Some people don't want to hear. They just want the healing. Uh, you know, if there's a service, sometimes people will come by. If there's a healing service, like, oh, can you pray for me right now, pastor? Uh, why? Uh, I just want to be healed. Okay, well, just come, come to the service and hear, and then we, we won't pray for it after. No, no, no. Uh, I got to go. I, my favorite show is coming on. Yeah, you know, uh, it's amazing that people will um, spend hours at the t- uh, watching television when they need a healing, <laughs> but they want God to just give them a healing. So you think God is going to heal you so you can sit down and watch hours and hours of television? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Well, why do you want to be healed? I, I just I want to do the things that I want to do. No, you want to do His will. So your motives, you got to check your motives. Why do you want to be prosperous? So I can just, oh, I can let the world know that he's good. Okay, but what are you going to do with it? He blesses you to be a blessing, right? He gives you finances so you can be a distribution center. (laughs) So if he can get it through you, he can get it to you. 
Amen. So he doesn't want us to get it. And oh, yes, it's just, yes, I just love you. No, if he can get it through you, he can get it to you. He'll get it. If, he, if, 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 if you say, you know what? I want to feel better. I want to be able to function so I can do God's will. Man, you are on his radar. But if you're like, I want to get healed so I can just live life like normal. Uh, what, why? I, I just want to be me. Okay, you won't get healed. Amen. Okay, um, faith possesses what grace has obtained. Let me say it again. Faith possesses what grace has obtained. Grace gave us healing through the atoning work of Jesus, and faith takes hold of it and brings it into manifestation. Faith is, faith is a creative force. There's something about faith. I was talking to a good friend of mine who just recently graduated from um, John Piper's um, seminary, and, and we were talking about faith, and, and he, he says, you know, some people look at faith as, as, as only as um, Jesus is the object of my faith, and which is true. But I, I share with him, I said, you know, faith has many dimensions, and he says, my man, I need to call you at least once every three months. He said, I need to be reminded of this. I said, so you can use your faith for things. Get you um, um, use your faith to obtain what grace has given us. Grace did the work for faith takes. It's like the hand that reaches it and takes it for by grace. You are saved through faith. So grace saved us. Faith obtains the salvation. Come on. Um, Grace prosper us, but faith obtains the prosperity. Faith obtained the healing. And uh, grace obtained the healing. Faith grabs hold of the healing and brings it into manifestation. Amen. Amen. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Fellowshipping with the healer. I'm telling God takes great delight when you fellowship with him over his healing power. Father, I want to thank you for healing me today. Even if you're not sick, he still heals you. He still causes your body to function the way that it should. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter one that he upholds everything by the power of his word. So his word is at work even when you're not even aware of it. Even now he's causing your blood to flow by the up by the power of his word. He upholds the universe with the power of his word. First Corinthians chapter one, verse nine, it says um, that God is faithful by whom you are called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And anything about Jesus, Jesus is the healer. He's the savior. He's the Lord. He's the provider. He's the sustainer. He's the author and finisher of your faith. He's the captain of your, come on. Um, so, so it's not just one aspect of Jesus. Today, we're emphasizing the healing part of Jesus, but it's all of him. So Jesus, so God, the father called us into fellowship with Jesus, whoever Jesus is and whoever you believe him to be. That's what he'll manifest in your life. Amen. Go to Malachi, Malachi chapter four, real quick. Malachi chapter four. Let's look at verse two. We've got to say amen. Malachi chapter four, verse two says, but for you who fear my name, the son of who? Righteousness shall rise with what? Healing in its wings. You should go out leaping like calves from the stall. And so there's healing in the wings of the son of righteousness, the S-U-N. The son of righteousness. Psalm 91 verse 4 talks about how we trust under under his wings. We find refuge. Um, um, It also means that if we hold like we hold on to his arms and legs, there is um, there. He says um, um, he that dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty under his wings will find refuge. And here in Malachi 4, 2 talks about there is healing in his wings under the sons of the son of righteousness, healing in his wings. Go to Exodus, Exodus 15. Exodus 15, you should be familiar with this. Highlight this. Memorize it. There's a song that I want us to learn. Um, if you don't already know, it's uh, Exodus 15, verse Exodus 15, verse 26. 
Exodus 15, verse 26, saying, if you will diligently listen to the voice of the Lord, your God, notice listening, right? (laughs) Listen to the voice of the Lord, your God, and do that which is right in his sight and give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of the diseases on you that I put upon the Egyptians for I am what? The Lord, your what? (laughs) He is the Lord, our healer. I challenge you to go around and say, Lord, you're the, you're my healer. You're the Lord, my healer. Jehovah Rapha, you're the Lord that healeth me. You're the Lord God that healeth me. There is power in that in reminding ourselves that he's the healer. My, the, 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 the symptoms of, of, the, of the drugs that I'm taking, I may take them, but I say this is not the healing. This is not the healer, but he is the Lord God, my healer. He's personal. Um, At one point, he even said, he says, you know, they walked before the Lord. There was not one found among them that were feeble or no sickness around. So he promised to take sickness and disease away from the midst of us. He promised that. That is our covenant. He's the Lord God. So don't settle for a cold. Don't settle for a flu. Don't settle for any minor thing or major thing. Just know you are the Lord that healeth me. I thank you that that is my covenant with you. I thank you that I fellowship around that the fact that you are the healer. Amen. And my last scripture that I'll, I'll deal with is Luke chapter 18. So go to Luke 18. Fellowship simply means partnership or communion. God wants us to lay our sickness and disease down and receive his healing power into our bodies. God wants us to lay down our sickness and disease and receive his healing power. Power. Amen. So fellowship means partnership or communion. Um, God gets glory out of our bodies functioning the way that he created it. God gets glory out of that. When you're able to do your job, he gets glory. When you're, do you know that sickness and disease, um, they rob us financially, depending on your copay or insurance or no insurance. Um, They rob um, families from that person. The person's not able to do what they need to do, not to fulfill their role in that household, perhaps with because of sickness. Um, So the first thing my wife did when the Lord healed me, give me a honey do list. Here you go. I've been waiting for you to be healed because this is a whole long list. I've been waiting two years. Now I need you to do this and for real. She gave me a honey-do list. So that robbed her from those things getting done <laughs> for two years. <laughs> Gee, thank you. Lord, that's the reason you healed me so I could do the honey. Yes, of course. That's part of your responsibility, to love her like Christ loves the church. That honey-do list is part of the covenant. <laughs> Come on. Come on, women. I'm helping you out. <laughs> for real, she did give me that list. Um, <laughs> Luke chapter 18. Um, Fellowshipping with the healer. Lord, I just, I, just, I just walk with you. I thank you that you, even if you're not sick, I, I challenge you to put that on your mouth daily. Lord, I thank you for being my healer. I thank you. Don't rejoice at another person getting sick. I, I, I had that happen where I was so prideful. I never get sick. And guess what? The next day I got sick. I was out for three days. That pride is something. That pride opens you up <laughs> for the very thing that you're boasting about. You know that, that scripture in Proverbs, a haughty spirit goes before the fall. A pride goes before destruction. So, so resist. Humility receives grace. Pride resi- uh, is not able to receive grace. God uh, resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So don't, don't be prideful. They just need to confess the word like I do. And watch out, you'll be sick next. <laughs> um, don't laugh at someone, um, you know, people on Instagram and different places, they're, they're, they're talking about how they got sick with the flu. Oh, no, he got me, the devil, oh, you know, and people are laughing. But we don't mock, we don't rejoice at, at the fact that the devil's at work in somebody's body. Don't ever rejoice at that. Have pity, have mercy. Um, um, pray for that person. And I love the fact that God doesn't want us to be sick. How do you know that, Pastor Dwayne? I'm glad you asked. James chapter 5 says, is there any sick among you? So it's almost as if 
God expects us not to have any sick among us. He says, if there's any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church. Why? So his power could be at work. He doesn't want us to be sick, believers. He doesn't want us to be sick. He wants us to walk in divine health. Divine health is your inheritance. He doesn't want us to be coughing. And, and, and I'm not saying, now don't be ignorant and, and run outside with no coat. Come on. Uh, uh, one of the things that uh, uh, these last two years, what God did, not only did he heal me, but he also delivered me from cow's milk. For the most part, you know, every now and then I eat ice cream, but I used to eat. My wife would tell you, I used to eat ice cream every two or three days. How many know that we got to be a good steward over the healing that God provides? Uh, My wife called me. I was up here earlier and she's like, can't come and get the baby. And I went outside. No, no, no. Let me get my coat. I'm not playing with the devil. Amen. You got to do the natural. Don't like God is my healer. Go out butt naked. <laughs> okay. You're going to get sick and have pneumonia, bronchitis. Oh no. Why did I get sick? Cause you didn't use common sense. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, so God, so don't throw away the natural. Take your vitamins. Come on. Exercise. Come on. Eat right. Yeah. You got to be a good steward over. But at the same time, know that God is your healer. Amen. He's your provider. He wants you to be prosperous, but don't spend everything you have. Don't max out your credit cards. Cut up, do plastic surgery. Come on. I'm talking like Dane Ramsey. You got to do the natural. I think sometimes people get so spiritual. Oh, let me just believe God for supernatural death cancellation. And they charge you. True. Charge you. True. I want this. I want that. No, you're not going to get out of debt. God would be silly to get you out of debt because you'll get back right back into it. God, I don't want my, my marriage to be heaven or earth, but then you're not communicating. Mm. <laughs> no, it's not going to work. There. You're talking about your spouse. God, give me favor with my boss. And then you complaining about your boss to the other co-workers. Mm. There's no favor there. You know what I'm saying? You got to do the natural, right? It's very, the kingdom of God is very practical. So don't just think, oh, Lord, I claim favor. And you do everything to not get in favor or have favor. All right, that's free. <laughs> Luke, Luke chapter 18, 35, um, Jesus heals a blind beggar. Let's take this. And as he drew near to Jer- Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. This man, he was blind and he was poor. That's, that's two bad things, right? <laughs> to be blind and then on top of that, to be poor. Um, he was sitting by the roadside begging. Have you ever been blind, spiritually speaking? I have. Have you, have you ever been poor spiritually? I have. There is, um, but thank God there was hope for this blind beggar. Verse 36 says this. And hearing a crowd going by, he inquired what this meant. They told him Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. I wonder what he heard about Jesus of Nazareth. Verse 39, he says, 38, he says, and he cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. So the, the blind beggar knew something about Jesus. He knew that he was the son of David and he knew that there was mercy in Jesus. He knew something about Jesus. And I, I want to say this, that I'm convinced also he knew that Jesus was the healer. He knew that how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, right? That's what it says. With the Holy Spirit and power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. So this blind beggar knew he was begging. He was blind, sitting on the roadside. And he, he says, what's happening? I'm hearing noise. And they said, Jesus is coming by. He says, oh, Jesus, thy son of David, have mercy on me. He recognized where his help came from. He recognized that if I fellowship with this Jesus, he'll give me mercy and heal my body. Give me my sight back. Verse 39. And those who were in front rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. So we know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. King James says, ESV says, hearing by the words of Christ. Another way to say this is faith comes by hearing and hearing by the anointed word. 
the anointing. Today, as I'm preaching, I hope you're getting faith. Faith is coming for healing. So Jesus, this blind beggar, he began to cry, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And then people began to rebuke him and tell him to be silent. Sometimes when you need healing, your pain will scream louder than you trying to cry out in, in faith. The pain is there. Oh, God. Oh, oh. This pain is like, don't do it. Don't do it. It's not going to work. And, and, and yet this blind beggar says, no, He's, he cry out even the more louder. Sometimes you got to cry out louder than your pain, louder than the circumstances. Come on. You got some circumstances that needs to be changed. Don't allow those circumstances to speak louder than your voice of faith. Don't. He cried, Jesus, thy son of David, have mercy. And, and they said, be, be quiet, be quiet. He says he said it louder. He drowned out the doubters. Goes on and says this, verse 40, Jesus stopped and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he came near, he asked him, what do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, let me recover my sight. Hear this man, Jesus stopped. He heard, no, Jesus doesn't stop for everybody, right? Um, uh, but he, he heard this man cry in faith. This, this man was not just crying out, hoping and praying something would happen. He was crying out in faith. Faith gets God's attention. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, for without faith, it is impossible to please God. And the kind of faith that you and I need is a kind of faith that doesn't give up. If your faith gives up, it's a lot of times you usually get up, give up right before the break, the breakthrough. Don't give up. Keep believing. Keep trusting. Keep praising. Keep serving God. Falling in love despite the circumstances. Fellowshipping with God despite the pain and the sickness and the disease and the bad reports. Keep believing. Keep saying what God says. Don't, don't stop. Don't stop. Because it looked like a hopeless situation. This man kept saying it. And the Bible says that Jesus stopped and commanded him to come, to be brought to him. And when he came near, he asked, what do you want me to do? That's amazing. Would Jesus come and ask you, what do you want him to do? <laughs> he said, Jesus, I got this list right here. <laughs> I think my list is longer than your list. <laughs> but you might argue that your list is longer than my list. Listen, I'm telling you, faith gets God's attention. And when you have his attention, pull out that list. <laughs> uh, he says, what did he say? Um, Jesus, now, now, if that list is not consistent with the word, He's not going to give it to you. All right. <laughs> let's, let's get that correct. Lord, give me that. Give me so-and-so's card. It's not going to happen. Lord, I mean, in the, of course, your motive's got to be right, too, right? You have not because you ask not. When you do ask, you don't receive because of your motives. <laughs> I, I think that that's something to that. So you got to make sure what's on the list is consistent with the scriptures. It's going to help you fulfill the will of God. All right. And so here he said, Lord, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, recover your sight. <laughs> your faith has made you well. Man, that, that's amazing to me. Here Jesus is saying, your faith has made you well. Again, growing up, I used to get upset. I'm like, no, Jesus healed that person. But actuality, their, your faith receives what Jesus has done. Recover your sight and your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him, glorifying God and all the people. And when they saw him, gave praise to God. So not only did he receive his sight, but guess what he did? He followed Jesus. So when you get what you're believing for, don't stop following Jesus. When you get your healing that you all so long for, don't stop following Jesus. Every opportunity, I'm telling the world that Jesus healed me of asthma. I was at a, a luncheon with um, the, the organization I'm ordained with, and I met with Tony Cook, and I sat down, and, and it was this wonderful luncheon, and I testified to the people around me, Jesus healed me of asthma. I mean, I'm telling you, everywhere I go, I'm going to tell it. I'm going to tell it. Don't ever stop telling what God has done for you. Don't ever stop telling how you were saved, God saved you, how he redeemed you, how he delivered you from sin, how he set you free, how he provided for you. Come on. Don't ever stop telling 
of his goodness. I think sometimes people lose it because they don't tell it enough. I'm telling tell it everywhere. So here, this man received his sight according to his faith. He turned around and followed God, followed Jesus, and he glorified God. Man, that is something. He did not follow Jesus just for the sight, but he followed Jesus after he got what he needed. <laughs> Don't stop following Jesus after you get what you need. Did you hear me? Lord, make me a millionaire. Make me a millionaire. It's the mercy of God that God doesn't make some people millionaires because they will not be with him. They will stop coming to the church. They stop serving God. I'm a millionaire now. But how many know just as soon as that money comes, it can go. It can go just like that. Money comes and money goes. It's like a bird. So if you're only serving Jesus for the money or for the healing or for the deliverance, it can come, it can go. Um, Jesus, one time he was ministering to somebody healing. He says, go and sin no more unless a worse thing come upon you. Sometimes you got to be careful about trying to serve Jesus with wrong motives. Um, fellowshipping with the healer. Lord, I, I don't serve you just for your healing. I serve you for who you are. I want to be with you. I want to love you. I want to serve you better. I'm telling you, you'll receive healing. Amen. The blind beggar petitioned Jesus to recover his sight. Jesus says, recover your sight and your faith has made you whole. His faith accessed the power of God. His faith grabbed hold of what was available to him. Your faith is the key. Did you hear me? Your faith is the key. Faith is the substance. It is your answer. Your faith is the answer. Some of y'all been praying for answers, praying for this and praying for that. The reason why prayers are not being answered is because your faith is the key. Strengthen your faith and you'll get your answer. Faith is the key. Say, my faith faith is the substance substance of the things I'm hoping for. It is the evidence of things not seen. My faith pleases God. I live by faith, not by sight. The just shall live by faith. I'm justified by the blood of Jesus. And my faith is my answer. I have no problems. All I need is faith in God. Listen, you don't have any problems. All you need is faith in God. God can get you out of your situation. He can provide you a, a way of escape for every temptation, trial, and t- temptation. Listen, your problem is your faith. If I can strengthen my faith, and that includes falling in love with Jesus despite the circumstances. Paul says, I know how to be in poverty and I know how to be in prosperity. I know how to have a lot and I know how to have a little. I am content in whatever state that I am in. My faith is not moved by my circumstances. My faith does not change my status with God. Come on. I mean, my circumstances doesn't change my circum- my status with God. My faith remains steadfast. I'm in love with Jesus. Just like with, the, with us who are married. You are in love with that person. You're going to stay with that person despite whatever they say and do. Come on. Amen. You got to have that commitment. Well, I'm looking for escape. You cheat on me, I'm out. Why are you looking for a way of escape? My happiness is not based on my marriage. I'm just not happy. I'm going to leave them. No, you stay there and remain faithful. Because you're blessed and faithful. The person who's faithful will abound in blessings. I'm trusting you for my marriage. I'm trusting you in my my singleness. I'm trusting you with my children. I'm trusting you on my job. I'm trusting you on the the job, in school. I'm trusting you. I'm, I'm, my faith is my answer. I'm not moved by what I see, what I hear, and what I feel. I don't know God how based on how I feel. Today I feel happy, so I got joy. Tomorrow I feel sad, I'm depressed. No, joy, unspeakable joy remains the same regardless of the circumstances. Fellowshipping with the healer. <laughs> Application. Focus on the healer and not the healing. Focus on the healer and not the healing. Did y'all hear me? Focus on the healer. 
Lord, I love you and I worship you and I praise you. I, I, I want to be with you. I love you, Lord. You don't necessarily say this, but your, your heart says. It doesn't matter what my body is feeling now. I'm still going to praise you. I'm going to remain faithful to you, even if everything in my world is falling apart. The, my life is not based on whether my world is perfect, whether God grants me my desires. My faith remains in Jesus because of who he is. That, that's the kind of that's what I'm talking about. Fellowship, focusing on the healer. Um, number two, understand it is God's will for you to be healed and to walk in divine health. Understand it is God's will for you to be healed and walk in divine health. First is focus on the healer and not the healing to understand it is God's will for you to be healed and walk in divine health. So don't say, well, oh, Lord, if it be your will, heal me. No, it is his will for you to be healed. But don't be so in love with the healing that you miss the healer. Come on. Number three, fill yourself with healing scriptures. There's plenty of healing scriptures. The other day I gave you 101. There's plenty of healing scriptures. So fill yourself with healing scriptures. I'm telling you that thing. And to this day, I go to bed listening to healing scriptures. I'm telling and, 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 I, and I speak the word of God. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of sickness and disease. Christ says the other day, my tooth was hurting really bad because of the affection. I start speaking to the affection. I'm, 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 I'm due to go back to the dentist so they can take the x-ray and see that the infection is gone. And I'll come back with another testimony. Um, so fill yourself with healing scriptures. Don't stop saying, don't, don't. If you don't fill yourself with healing scriptures, then you're going to, you're going to look at the circumstances. The word is your answer, right? The word faith in the word is your answer. So don't look at, don't be moved by what you see, what you hear and what you feel. I'm not moved by that. I'm moved by the word of God. Okay. This leads me to my number four. Speak the word of faith. Speak the word of faith. In other words, speak the word of God in faith. I am redeemed from the curse of the sickness and disease. I believe I receive healing from my body, from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. I want to thank you, Father, that I'm healed from asthma. I thank you, Lord, that I'm healed from inflammation. I thank you, Lord, I'm healed from infections, sinus infections, tooth infections. I, I, I thank you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Christ himself took upon my infirmities and bare my sicknesses. And by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. I'm not trying to get healed. I am healed. I'm the healed protecting my healing. I'm healed. I'm the redeemer of the Lord. And I say so. I say to, and I speak to the sickness. I say, in the name of Jesus, I speak to this asthma. I command it to leave my body. You have no right. You have ears. Listen to me, asthma. Go in Jesus' name. You cannot stay in my body. I thank you for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. Jesus bore my sicknesses and carried my pain. I thank you that the Son of God was manifested to take away the sins of the world and to destroy the works of the enemy. I thank you that sickness is part of the works of the enemy. I thank you that Jesus has destroyed this asthma in Jesus' name. From the crown of my head to the soles of my feet, I thank you that I'm healed. I'm telling you what I live. I'm telling you what my wife hears me hear me say all the time. Uh, what are you trying to do? I'm, re- I'm filling myself with the scriptures and I'm speaking the word of faith. I'm speaking God's word over the circumstances. And now I'm saying, Lord, Christ has redeemed me from the curse of poverty. Christ has redeemed me from the curse. I'm blessed. I, I'm blessed going in. I'm blessed going out. I'm the lender and not the borrower. I thank you that all my debts are paid off in Jesus' name. I speak to this student loan in the name of Jesus. Name it. I speak to you in Jesus' name. I call you paid off in Jesus' name. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't stop paying for it. That doesn't mean that I don't stop sending the payments in. But I say in Jesus' name, I release the word of faith and I say that I'm redeemed from the curse of poverty. I'm redeemed from the curse of debt in Jesus name. I'm redeemed from American Express. That doesn't mean that I go and charge it back up because I'm redeemed from it. Come on. Uh, I'm redeemed from this mortgage. I speak to this mortgage right now in Jesus name. I call you paid off in Jesus name. I'm the lender and not the borrower. I'm the head and not the. Come on. 
I'm telling you what I know. I told you a while back how I began to speak. The, the value of our house was lower than what we owe. And so I began to speak to the value. And guess what? The value of it started going up. When it's time to sell, I, I say this now. We're not trying to sell like tomorrow, but I say in the name of Jesus, this house will sell. I think there'll be people lined up around the corner trying to buy this house and we'll make a profit from it. <laughs> Come on. You don't wait till you're in the battle to prepare for the battle. You say it beforehand. So you speak the word of God. Amen. Focus on the healer and not the healing. Understand it's God's will for you to be healed and walk in divine health. Fill yourself with healing scriptures, application. It could be applicable to prosperity scripture, protection scripture, um, scriptures dealing with peace and dealing with, are you with me? Any area that you need. Um, speak the word of faith concerning those things. The next one is rejoice in what God has done um, in Christ. Rejoice in what God has done in Christ. So you rejoice, you praise God for it. So in while, while I was believing God for my healing, for asthma, I began to say, Lord, I thank you that I'm here. I praise you and I worship you. And there was times that I just couldn't breathe. I began to say it even more. Lord, I thank you. I praise you. Sometimes I went to bed praising God, falling asleep, barely breathing. I woke up in the middle of the night praising God. I thank you, Lord. I praise you and I worship you. You are God and God alone. I thank you. How majestic is your name in all the earth. I speak well of you. I praise you. I love you, Jesus. You are mighty. You're awesome. I praise you. What, what am I doing? I'm cultivating a lifestyle of praise and worship. His praise shall continually what, be in my mouth when I feel good. No, all the time. I praise you. I praise you. I love you, Lord. I worship you. I didn't just focus on the healing and speaking in the healing scriptures, but I also praise God in between. Lord, I worship you. I praise you. I thank you, Lord. I give your name glory and honor. I praise you. Oh, how majestic is your name. I praise you. I mean, you, you know, he's so vast. Sometimes you just got to use the scriptures to speak well of him. Hold on. I'm almost finished. Um, the next one is receive it by faith. I receive by faith healing. I receive it by faith. I believe I receive healing in my physical body. From the crown of my head to the soles of my feet, I thank you. I thank you that my airways are functioning the way that you created it. I thank you. I praise you. I love you, Lord. I worship you. By faith, I receive it. As you can see, it all goes hand in hand, right? And the last, not least, don't give up. Don't give up. You will be tempted to give up. You will not, oh, I, I just don't know. I just don't know. When, when am I going to get healed? Maybe I should pay my tithes a little bit more. Uh, maybe I should read the whole Bible. Uh, maybe I should go witness. No, no, I'm not trying to earn. That's right. That's right. I'm releasing my faith. Amen. He's already given. By grace, unmerited favor, he's provided for me. I'm just releasing what he's already done. I'm grabbing hold of it. Don't give up. Hang in there. Worship God. Walk the floor. Say it that hundreds of times, dozens of times, and believe God, trust God. Just trust him. Lord, I trust you. You're the Lord God, the healer. And I begin to sing healing songs. You are the Lord God that healeth me. You are the Lord God, my healer. You sent your son to heal my disease. You are the Lord, my healer. Do you understand? Just, just you just keep you, you put that in your mouth. You make your own songs. I thank you, Lord, that I'm redeemed from the curse of asthma. I thank you, Lord, that from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet, my airways are perfectly made. I thank you that air goes through. I mean, it may sound silly, but it's not to be recorded. It's just for my faith. I'm rejoicing over the fact that he's my healer. I'm rejoicing over the fact that I have covenant with God. I thank you, Lord. I preach it and I tell it everywhere I go that you're the savior. You're the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. You're the healer and you're the soon coming king. I worship you and I praise you. I thank you and you're kids will hear it and your, your kids will begin to mock it. Do you know the songs that we sing? Destin sings around the house. And he says, Daddy, you got the lyrics wrong. <laughs> what a beautiful name it is. You got the words wrong. There's no rival. You're not saying it right, Daddy. I mean, he corrects me all the time. <laughs> I'm telling you, begin to declare who God is through songs and rejoicing and praising God, obtaining what grace, receiving what grace has already done for you. Healing belongs to you. It is your bread. Every day, 
You know how to put up with a cold. You know how to put up with an eye disease, discomfort, dis-ease, mental frustration, confusion, whatever the case, mental health, whatever you need. It's in Christ. <laughs> it is in Christ, and he is the healer. He's constantly providing. He got more healing than you got sickness. There's an ocean of his healing power available to his people. Just go and dip. <laughs> Receive. Any little thing. And don't wait till you get the cancer. Start now with the little thing. Developing your faith. Developing your faith. Knowing him as the healer. Don't wait till you need to pay off something really big to provide for the $10, the $20, the $200. Come on. Exercising your faith. Father, I thank you for this time. Thank you for this word that you are a healer. Come on, raise your hands. Say, Father, I receive the healing power of God into my body. In Jesus' name. You are my healer. And I'm your child. I receive by faith what grace has accomplished. In Jesus' name. Amen. That concludes this week's message. And thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.